Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. But what I see here is a prime example of two people who just completely lost respect for each other. And you're acting out of that. You both destroyed the marriage. You both did. But I think she has a side of her that just, it gets too much. It gets too violent for me. It's too threatening. Like, I've been bullied. This is the worst I've been bullied in my life. Do you agree, Lindsay? Do you believe that you've bullied Mark? No, I think that I went into fight mode versus flight mode. Welcome to another episode of Everyone's Business But Mine with me, Cara Berry, the final Married at First Sight Boston edition. I am so excited to talk about this episode because (laughs) that means I don't have to talk about them anymore. (laughs) Ha ha! I mean, just kidding. I'm excited to talk about it with y'all, with you guys. Um, In terms of the Where Are They Now special... Maybe I'll talk about it. I'm about 40... 3, 42% invested in talking about it. Almost guaranteed it's not going to be a full episode, excuse me, a full episode. So if I talk about it, it'll probably be folded into uh, the Monday episode, whichever one is the, you know, the Monday after next week. So just check it out. Look in the episode description. I'll let you know or not whether or not I talk about it, but I do think it's interesting Based on the very little clip that I did see, it seems like uh, Chris and Alyssa have been paired with other people from the show. Chris was matched up with Olivia from 
New Orleans, probably my favorite season. Actually, you guys, if you guys don't know, I interviewed Olivia and Dr. Viviana. You're going to have to go uh, quite back <laughs> to look at it, but maybe just Google like uh, everyone's business but mine, uh, Dr. Viviana. And yeah, I also interviewed Olivia. She was lovely. Um, and Chris, no, and, uh, uh, Alyssa was paired with Ryan from, uh, the Texas season, which I feel like I said she should have been matched with. So, you know, y'all gotta really run me my money. Cause I'm seeing a lot of things that I'm saying on the show after the fact. And I just feel like, you know, doing a lot of research and development for this show. And I, I feel like I deserve compensation or at least attention, you know? Okay. You guys here, here, let's be real here. Right. Okay. I'm seeing a lot of podcasters come up on the after party and you know, I, I should be there too. I, you guys probably film in LA, but like I can hop on a jet blue fight. I can do that anyway. Um, I mean, I don't know. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Also, I guess number two is like, Will I be talking about San Diego and basically everything in my body says that I am not really even interested in watching the show, much less recapping it, but maybe I will give it one, one episode and we'll see how it goes. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Let's talk about part two of this reunion. Okay. This is where we get everybody together. Blah, blah, blah. So we start off with the women and Kevin and the first group, uh, they are talking about where their friendship is now. They're saying, you know, I think Jasmina said that they're all in a group chat and they talk and text every day, but then Lindsay reveals that Alyssa blocked her on Instagram basically the first night they met because when the girls went around to talk about what their biggest flaws were, maybe it was the bachelorette party or something like that. Everybody listed something except for Alyssa, who was like, oh, I don't know. And then Lindsay says that she just made some, like, throwaway joke about, uh, you know, oh, I guess you're self-aware. Like, very sarcastic, right? Um, so, Lindsay then says that she called Alyssa the following day to apologize. And Alyssa says, nah, it didn't really go down like that, girl. And she says that from her perspective, Lindsay had been insulting her all that night. Lindsay called the next day, really wasn't to apologize. It was actually her just continuing to be more and more rude on the phone. And Alyssa was like, hey, if you're going to keep going, I'm going to hang up on you. And eventually she hung up on Lindsay. So Kevin then asks if anybody else uh, has Lindsay blocked on their social media. And Jasmina's like, well, I did unfollow her. So then Kevin says he wants to talk about Katina and Elijah on because in his words, they were a couple that just made you smile and they had a beautiful journey. But that in the beginning, Elijah on may have been a little confused about what he expected out of his wife. This has to be the understatement of the freaking century. I will not be gaslit by this relationship. Okay. I feel like uh, Elijah on started it and Kevin's starting to finish it. And I'm, I'm, no, I want no parts of it, okay? They can be happily married. Great. Do I think it's real? No. I think this is still very much a hostage um, Stockholm Syndrome situation. However, I'm not going to be gaslit into thinking think that the shit that I watched was a beautiful journey because it wasn't. It wasn't. 
So the clip that they choose to play about um, Elijah Wan's uh, confusion about what he expected from a wife was the time when they went to dinner and he told her that he was concerned that Katina didn't even have like a foundation of what it meant to be an adult and that there's a disconnect there and that he has to see whether or not she's a fast learner because that's what he needs in a wife. That This is what we're calling confusion. That's what I would call verbal abuse, but okay. Okay. I guess maybe I'm confused. Okay. Um, Jasmina says that in terms of that, she and Michael got very close to Katina and Elijah Wan, and she behind the scenes cursed Elijah Wan on a couple occasions. And she also says that what people don't see is Elijah Wan realizing what he's done and apologizing for it. And there would be a igloo's chance in hell of being right about that, but like he continues his behavior. So really it's probably better that we didn't see him apologizing because if he apologized and then continued to like, you know, do what he did, I think I would be even more upset. <laughs> you know, that, that kind of makes it worse, girl. <laughs> You're saying that he apologized behind the scenes and then still acted like that. Like the whole time, the entire time. Not great, girl. Not great. Katina claims that nowadays she will just talk shit back to Elijah Wan. I don't think so. I don't think that's true. But anyway, then we get back to Lindsay and Alyssa's drama. And Lindsay accuses Alyssa of blocking her on Instagram while at the same time sending DMs to Mark. And that she was told, Alyssa was told not to show up at the apartments, but she would anyway. She would talk shit about Lindsay to other people. Lindsay told Mark not to be friends with Alyssa because she's not a good person. And she felt like... Nobody else, or she's not like everybody was um, there for her except for Alyssa. So like everybody was there for the right reasons. They were there for the show. And so Alyssa just needed to stay home because she wasn't playing by the rules. And (laughs) Alyssa says that a lot of what Lindsay's saying just like straight up is not true. And that Mark was actually the one who reached out to her to check up on her and to see if she was okay and that she never spoke that badly about Lindsay, their relationship, anything to do with Lindsay, right? Um, Katina and Jasmina continue to stick up for Alyssa and they're like, um, you know, Katina says that Alyssa calls and texts Elijah one all the time. She wasn't getting any sort of like whatever vibe from that. She also says that she saw the conversations between Mark and Alyssa and that they were really nothing to be concerned about. They were basically the same conversations that she has with Steve or whatever, like totally platonic, not anything weird about it at all. Then Alyssa goes back and calls out Lindsay and basically is like, you're lying about me because you don't like me. And that's it. And the gag is I've never said anything um, about you behind your back. All the, the only thing that I said to those girls is that we're not friends. And that's just the truth. Like I said, Jasmine and Katina are like, yeah, she's completely right. Um, she's, she, Alyssa never talked about Lindsay to us. And that's it. Okay. <laughs> um, then Jasmina brings up a time where Lindsay was talking shit about Alyssa. So I guess they were in a car going to the airport. And Alyssa was not in the car. Lindsay was talking shit to Katina and Jasmina about Alyssa and they were, Jasmina was like, you know, I don't really want to have this conversation because that's my girl. And like, I just don't want to get into it. And 
Alyssa makes some comment, or excuse me, Lindsay makes some comment to Jasmina, like, oh, of course you're on her side. Of course you're going to give Alyssa the benefit of the doubt. And, you know, if you're just going to keep going on about this, like, you can get out of my car. (laughs) So once they got to their destination, Jasmina texted Lindsay and was like, you know, I felt like that whole situation in the car was really disrespectful and uncalled for. And moving forward, I just don't want your energy around me. So then... Lindsay accuses Jasmina of getting loud and that's why she threatened to kick her out of her car because she was like, oh, you know, Jasmina just had a lot of energy. It was six o'clock in the morning and I just told her like, I'm not playing that. And so she can walk up the ramp to the uh, airport if she continues. But then Jasmina's like, Noi, you were in the car when this all happened. Can you confirm or deny whether or not I was loud? And Noi's like, well... I can say that I do not think that you were yelling. Definitely. I think you were establishing a boundary with Lindsay, but you definitely didn't raise your voice. And so this is like lie number one of several that Lindsay seems to be caught in over the course of part two. Then we get to the part about Alyssa saying the stuff about her psychic. So if you guys don't watch Rudy after dark is the after show that I call it. That's what I call the after show. Um, On one of the episodes in the beginning, of course, we know that um, Alyssa told Chris that her psychic said that she was going to marry a guy who had an eagle tattoo, right? But then Lindsay on the after show told everybody that she heard through Chris's groomsmen that it was actually a lion tattoo. And obviously it makes it very messy because Steve has a lion tattoo. So... Basically, Jasmina throws Lindsay completely under the bus and is like, you know, one time Lindsay came up to us and we're like, oh, you need or message us and was like, oh, check your Instagram DMs. So they did. And then they see the thing about the, the lion tattoo. And then they were all together in a group situation. And Lindsay goes over to Noi and is like, hey, check your Instagram DMs. And Jasmina's like, I knew in that moment what she was trying to get Noi to do. And this happened to be right in front of Alyssa. So basically what I'm hearing is that Lindsay was, hates Alyssa, tried to use the situation with the tattoo to stir up some drama between Noi and Alyssa. And it didn't work. Basically what Noi says is, you know, I thought it would was weird that Lindsay would try to do that. I don't like, I'm not mad at Alyssa because of it. And I do believe Alyssa when she says that it was actually a, uh, an Eagle tattoo, but I was coming from this place of like, I just met this guy. I'm not trying to really hear that. Like potentially some other woman on the cast was his soulmate, but like, again, she didn't feel any type of way about Alyssa. So interesting, Well, it's not interesting to me that people don't like Lindsay. It is interesting to me that they do like Alyssa. (laughs) So I guess that's all I'll say about that. There's like a 2% part of me that feels bad for Lindsay because I don't know if she knows that people dislike her as much as they do. And that's always awkward to watch. I don't feel bad for her in the sense that, like, clearly this is a bed that she has made and deserves to be lying in. But it's just, like, so awkward to watch people be like, yeah, we really don't fuck with you. You know? 
And not even, it's like, they don't even care enough to be dramatic. It's like, they don't, it's the fact that they don't care either. Right. It's like, we don't even care to get into this with you girl. Cause that's how little we care, you know? Anyway, then we get to the men and really not much there. Honestly, they're talking about how they're bros, their deepest bros. Kevin mentions to Mark that he's like a different person. And he's like, yeah, well, I mean, these guys are positive and Lindsay is literally the opposite of that. So there we go. Um, what I did find funny, however, is that they do kind of ask Elijah Juan a couple of times about Lindsay and... Lindsay, to me, this whole time has been, like, dropping some pretty big hints that she and Elijah Wan are these, like, great friends, that they understand each other's energy, that they really have a connection, they've helped each other out, they, they're, like, they, deep, right? Deepest bros with each other. But when Elijah Wan talks about her, he talks about her, like, we had this conversation about, you know, we got into it about the airport thing the Spanish situation. Um, but that conversation we had was just like, Oh, we get each other. Not like this launched us into a friendship. Elijah Wan tells Kevin that Lindsay might not have bad intentions, but she doesn't take accountability for her actions. She's easy to point the finger and she never looks at anybody else or excuse me. She never looks at herself before she judges someone else. So Kevin asks about all the comments that Lindsay made about Mark's mom and her grandmother. And Mark says that it really upset him because he feels like that shit was not relevant to anything going on there in their relationship. And then he says that he and Lindsay got into some argument that was like a blowout situation that ended up with Lindsay spitting on his shirt. And he says, you know, a lot of times I would really be frightened of Lindsay and that she was the worst bully I've ever experienced. And I was bullied plenty of times growing up and thank God for these guys because they were really always supportive of me and always there for me. And then they get into like the hardships that Mark faced with his cat passing away and, and the bed bugs in his apartment and all that shit. And, you know, Kevin asks, the men, if they felt like because Lindsay was there for Mark in all of those moments, if he should have like tried harder with to stay in this relationship. And Michael's like, listen, Lindsay has a lot of great things, but she's also really condescending. She would give low blows and all that negative shit doesn't cancel out. They don't cancel each other out. Doesn't like the good stuff doesn't make up for all the, the shitty things. And then Steven says that he believes Mark is like way off, way better off, way, way, way better off without Lindsay. And the the things that Lindsay put him through, nobody should have to go through. And Elijah Wan agrees. So you see what I mean? Like, I don't think Elijah Wan likes Lindsay either. <laughs> I think he tolerates her and she thinks they have some great connection. He's like, um, you know, six feet, put a mask on, right? Then Kevin asks the guys what he thought, what they think about Alyssa and Chris. And Mike's like, I knew things were not great about them, but I didn't know basically how bad and how hard Alyssa was going in on Chris, especially when she didn't remember that she was being recorded. 
Then we get the montage of Alyssa repeatedly calling her side a good person. I'm like a really fucking good person. Like I came here and I had the right attentions and I'm such a good person, you guys. You don't get it. I'm so nice. Really, really nice. Except for that to that guy who's a fucking car salesman who sells houses. Every I'm just a victim. <gasps> I'm a fucking good person, guys. Oh, God, I'm so sick of that bitch. But anyway, um, then we get this clip of Elijah on it. Honestly, I zoned out, to be honest. The clip wasn't long enough for me to, like, go back because I know that if the men were really holding him accountable for his actions, that would have been, like, a 45-minute at least segment. So it really wasn't worth rewinding, Right. I can't imagine it was. Anyway, our next segment is with the experts. And Dr. Pepper says that her biggest surprise in terms of the failed relationships was with Lindsay and Mark. And how she really didn't expect them to be that combustible. Are you guys getting the dailies about what's going on in these relationships or not? Because it doesn't feel like it. Like, in the first five minutes of their interaction in, in their wedding, I was like, oh, this man is terrified of her. He's genuinely afraid. So I just, I'm, I'm just like wondering what it is that I'm seeing that these experts aren't seeing because the reality is like, as much as I would like to hype myself up, I am like, you know, slightly above average intelligence and it can't be that I'm seeing all of these things and they're not. I just can't believe those can both be true at the same time. And we're all seeing it. It's not just me. Like, we're all seeing how <laughs> Mark and Lindsay, you were surprised about them. And I even think that maybe Kevin asked, or one of the ex- other experts were like, you were? <laughs> you really, you tried it with that one, Dr. Pepper. But anyway, um, Kevin asks if they were surprised by all the couples saying yes. And Dr. Viviana almost tells on herself by saying, yeah, I was surprised. But then Pastor Cal cuts her off and is like, well, you know, we have hope. Okay. Then Dr. Viviana comes back and says that this was the one season where she had set the bar a little low um, and things actually ended up exceeding her expectations. Kevin again is like, wow, didn't you feel like a magical moment? Do you feel like this, this works all the time? Like what? I was confused. Kevin really, nothing about the season was a magical moment. Not one. No, I'll I'll take that back. The magical moment was when Chris broke up with Alyssa. And I really can't imagine, I can't picture another one after that. Um, So I'm, I'm just worried that like maybe Kevin, somebody slipped Kevin and Molly before filming. Because I'm just feeling like he's feeling a lot of love that doesn't seem to be there organically. I just have a lot of questions because back in the day I used to love Kevin and how he held them accountable. And it just seems like, is there a new producer who's like trying to be like, okay, okay. We really have to get people to keep suckling from the, the married at first sight teat because we've already um, got 17 other seasons in the can <laughs> between now and 2023. Um, so like, Let's just keep talking about how great things were and how Elijah Wan and Katina were like the golden couple as though they were Woody and Amani. Okay. I will not be fooled by these. I know I just said that, but I will not be fooled. Okay. I will not. Anyway. Um, 
Dr. Pepper says that they really do believe that they can create lifetime marriages, but there are also a lot of things that they don't know. We know, girl. (laughs) That's apparent. That is very apparent. Kevin asks how they felt knowing that the other couples made it to decision day. And Pastor Cal says they were hopeful. And Kevin says, you thought that Mark and Lindsay were going to make it for real? Dr. Viviana raises her hand and says that she actually did, that she was a champion for them, matter of fact. And then she says that she was hoping after the cameras went that maybe they would find a more mellow place. And then Kevin asks her, so you thought that Lindsay was going to calm down after the cameras left? And she's like, well, I thought they might go to a more viable and healthy place. There was more gushing over Katina and Elijah Juan and how beautiful their relationship is. Whatever. Okay. Whatever. So then the experts get one-on-one time with the couples that didn't make it. And they start off with Jasmina and Michael. And Kevin actually introduces their package as though the experts and Kevin are going to try and convince Jasmina and Michael that there's like one last shot and to see if there's any hope at re of reconciliation between them. So they get out on the stage and Jasmina says that they were on in a good place after decision day. And then Mike, when Michael called to ask for a divorce, it wasn't like he just called her out of the blue. It was because they had gotten into a really big, nasty argument. And then Jasmina says that the argument happened because she needed to borrow his laptop for a work commitment. But when it came down to the day that she actually needed it, Michael kind of acted like he didn't know that she needed it for sure, even though she had made arrangements prior to the situation. And she just, it put a bad taste in her mouth. So Dr. Viviana says that that doesn't make any sense to her because that just sounds like a situation with bad communication and not like, Let's get a divorce over this. But Jasmina says that she would text and call Michael every day. He did not do the same. And the most effort he put in with her and their relationship after decision day was coming over to her house and sitting on the couch one time. And she feels like Michael may have behind the scenes had this expectation that they would hang out every day and they didn't. So he was feeling some type of way. And then On top of that, he was holding that, like, one time where he came over, over Jasmina's head. And it just got to be too much. They keep going back and forth with each other, but Pastor Cal stops them. And he puts it all together and basically is like, I feel like y'all's relationship still had life in it, but you both felt like you weren't getting what you wanted from the other person. And so really what was missing was open and honest communication about what was going on, but then also listening to each other. Dr. Viviana says that it sounds like they're both trying to prove that the other one was there and present and advocating for themselves, but they're looking at these situations as though it's like the end all be all a fatal mistake when they're really just situations that couples go through, but they're making it like a one and done situation. So Jasmina says that for her, it was really hard for her to get past arguments because she didn't have feelings for Michael. <laughs> so we're, I'm seeing what she's being like, why am I arguing so hard 
over somebody or with somebody that I, I'm not like emotionally invested in. So it makes it that much worse and really that much easier to be like, I don't really want to be in this. Right. And then uh, Michael says that, you know, he wasn't doing the things that he was saying. He was like, you weren't giving, this isn't giving what it was supposed to give. Right. And so Dr. Viviana's like, Jasmina, you're going to go back into that dating world and wonder what the heck you were thinking. But Jasmina's like, well, I'm also going to know how to handle myself differently moving on. And I'm also going to know what I will and won't put up with. So the experts and especially Pastor Cal keep trying to nudge them into being like, just think about revisiting. There's like stuff here. It seems like you guys are on the same page and you wanted the same things. You're just fighting the wrong fights but jasmina makes it very clear that she does not feel like michael is her person okay like no offense but he's not my person i'm not interested in hopping back on that ride okay that's it so then we move back to Alyssa and chris and they come out and we're reminded that this is really the first time that They've been together and spoken to any of the experts because they broke up so quickly that it never happened. God help us. So Dr. Pepper says straight up, she needs answers because she feels like Chris is a really great guy. She doesn't understand why Alyssa thought he was such a flop in so many ways. And she also doesn't understand how it's possible that they mismatched them as much as Alyssa is thinking in her mind because They went after the list of things that Alyssa gave them. They thought they matched them up really well. Question mark, question mark. Alyssa's like, you know, I respectfully disagree um, with what Dr. Pepper's saying. And I just don't feel like the list of things or the questionnaires that I filled out aligned with Chris. And I just don't feel like we have anything in common or that our core values are aligned or, you know. And then I asked for Doc, and then she asked for Dr. Sorry. She says, I don't feel like we have anything in common. We don't have our core values or line. We don't have like, he's not anything that I asked for. So Dr. Viviana says, actually, he's exactly what you wrote down in your questionnaire and on the application. And then she goes, exactly. He's exactly what you asked for. <laughs> then we go into housewives reunion mode, which is really my um, you know, my bag, right? Dr. Viviana pulls out her receipts. So she pulls out her phone and is like, actually, um, I have the questionnaire that you filled out right here, right here on my iPhone. Okay. And I'm looking at the top five most important things that you said you wanted to be, to get out of somebody. And those things were for them to be compassionate, funny, giving, hardworking, and loyal. Are you saying that he's none of those things? Because you're saying that you didn't get anything, right? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? 
The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. As we all know, when it comes to everyone's business, I like to mention it all, but when it comes to mine, I like to keep things a little bit closer to the chest. But that method doesn't always work when it comes to your mental health, and we all need a way to purge and get it out. Therapy is a safe space to do that and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down by learning positive coping skills and all the tools you need to help you be the best version of yourself. BetterHelp is entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. So you can just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash everyone's business today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash everyone's business. Alyssa says, well, I just didn't feel any loyalty to Chris. And <laughs> Dr. Viviana's eyes gets so wide and she's looking at Alyssa like, girl, what are you on? Pastor Cal's rolling his eyes. Dr. Pepper's just sitting there deadpan. And Alyssa starts to waterworks because she knows that they are just like not picking up her bullshit. Right. She's like, you know, I was told that I wasn't going to be attacked. But this is just how I feel. And then she starts to cry more and says, you know, I I just don't know how to articulate myself any better than what I am right now. And, you know, I just, I just wish we had found different things and that things happened differently. But I just can't keep saying the same thing over and over again because, because I just can't. <laughs> she is out, like, this is what we were, I was talking about with Lindsay. Like, She's had all this time to come up with a better answer than I tried really hard and I really wanted this. She has negative empathy for Chris. It's always just like, I really was here for the right reasons, okay? And I really wanted my my one true love. And I really came here to find my soulmate. Okay, what does that have to do with you acting like Veruca Salt when you didn't get what you thought you wanted. Okay. What about that? So Dr. Viviana's like, girl, we're not doing the victim thing, right? I mean, she doesn't say that, but she really gets in her ass. And she reminds Alyssa that Alyssa said stuff, not only today, but in the other episodes and they were bad things. And she, they were all about how she feels like the experts didn't do a good job. And, you know, Dr. Viviana says, I don't want you leaving thinking that because that's an error. (laughs) Melissa stands her ground. You know, we know she loves that. Right. And she says, I just don't agree that the way we were matched appropriately. And, you know, I don't know if he possesses the core values that I have or not. I'm like, yeah, girl, that's the point. You never got to know him. (laughs) 
you're talking about how you definitely don't have the core values, but then you can't also say that you never got to know them or you don't know if he does or not, because the truth is you don't know because you spent all your time talking about how you were a good person and acting like he was the Babadook all over that, that, um, hotel resort. So I don't know, girl. After Alyssa says that she doesn't know if they have the same core values, Pastor Cal goes, what are your core values? What are they, Alyssa? And she's like, well, I don't really want to get into the specifics of it, but I will. Kara will. I'm raising my hand. Do I get permission to speak? Okay, thank you. Um, She doesn't want everybody to know that she's a Trump supporter. She doesn't want everybody to know that her core values and the things that she was crying all over about was um, that Chris thought the Black Lives Matter. And that they should defund the police. And this is why she feels like they don't have the core values. She doesn't want to know that because when uh, 20% of the, the viewership, viewing population heard about that, they roasted the fuck out of her. And so she knows not to say it again because they'll do it again. And she'll be looking more tan than her rotisserie um, spray tan that she got for the reunion. That's why. Her spray tan is on Kenny Rogers. And it's time we talk about it. Okay. The pastor Cal says, you know, I'm just asking because I match the people based on their values. And Chris said that he could understand why you guys were matched. So what's good, girl? So Chris goes into this philosophy about how people have boxes, boxes that they need that require out of a relationship or a partner that need to be checked. Some of those boxes are bigger than others. And he personally doesn't believe that there's just one person for somebody. He believes that there's somebody who or many people who can check enough of your boxes or the important enough boxes that the other ones that they don't check are not a big deal. Then Chris says he didn't even get the opportunity to get to know Alyssa because he feels like right off the bat, enough of her boxes or maybe the big boxes weren't being checked for her. Alyssa says, you know, I know that this is like a thing and like, I feel bad for the both of us. And, you know, we were both put into a not good situation, but I know why I came here, which is to find a person. And I wanted that person so bad. And I was willing to do anything except for look at the exact person that I was matched with and give him any sort of decency or respect. I was willing to do everything but that. So Dr. Vivi or Dr. Pepper's like, Viv, well, let me handle this, right? So she goes to Alyssa, well, I think what you wanted, which is exactly what Married at First Sight doesn't want, is that you have a vision. And if I had known that you had such a vision, believe me, I wouldn't have matched you. And Alyssa's like, well, yeah, I did tell you guys that if you didn't find the right person I'm asking for, then please don't match me. <laughs> it's like, you're not hearing anything, girl. <laughs> I politely told you that if you couldn't give me exactly what I wanted, then just don't let me do it. But you guys did that. Now that's on you. She has zero. I'm just like shocked that she could not see the forest for the trees and be like, yeah, I was really fucking horrible to this guy. But it's all about like, she came into this like just like a wide-eyed deer with all these pure intentions and her hand on her heart and they just like stabbed her right in the chest okay i didn't get exactly what i wanted and therefore i'm a victim like imagine going through your life like that 
How? How? I mean, she kept going throughout the whole thing about how, like, she wasn't portrayed correctly. This isn't how she is. But it's like, no, it is. Because your own mama said that you were, like, incredibly difficult to to deal with. (laughs) And basically a brat. She said that, like, she tried to say it to you, Alyssa. She definitely said it to the cameras. I'm pretty sure she said it to Chris. So, you know, I know that my mama's not going to be putting me on blast to all of America on camera. Because she doesn't have any reason to, Alyssa. So, you know. Again, once once again, I'm going to have to tell somebody to just turn on Michael Jackson's Man in the Mirror and ask yourself to make a change. And while you're looking in that mirror, Alyssa, maybe you can find a better tan to go with your extremely pale skin. You're not fooling anybody, girl. Not not a single one. I've watched so much Jersey Shore. Ma'am, I know what I'm looking at. So Dr. Viviana tells Alyssa that moving forward, she really needs to recognize that She's so judgmental of people that she's only going to look at bad, at the bad of them. And she needs to get out of that because it's terrible. Like, it's a terrible look and it's terrible for you personally on the inside. <laughs> so Alyssa goes on to say, like, you know, nothing. D- didn't, no response to that whatsoever. She's like, you know, I know it's the running joke that everybody's laughing about me saying I'm a good person all the time. and <laughs> but But I'm going to keep saying it because... I, I am a good person and you know I was just shown in a light that is not who I am and I'm upset about that <laughs> the Dr. Pepper's like you keep bringing up all these passive things like you were shown this way but we put no words in your mouth and then Alyssa rolls her eyes and is like okay well I guess I'm just not explaining it correctly no <laughs> you're not you're explaining it accurately it's not correct girl because nothing about your behavior was correct like why don't you see it i am so glad like seeing watching reality tv really puts a focus on there are people who are just out there like Alyssa, like a lot of them and i just cannot imagine navigating my life that way like amen i am an extremely dumb bitch in a lot of ways but not that one not that one Dr. Pepper tells Chris that she feels for him because at first he was feeling really positive and happy and then it all just crashed down so quickly. So she asked Chris how he's been feeling because Alyssa's still like um, on her good person things. Dr. Dr. Pepper's like, you know what, Chris, how are you doing? Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm done with her. Okay. Done. Um, Chris says that he's like, you know, he's been feeling a little bit low, but not really because there's no point in him feeling heartbroken because they were never in a relationship, right? But uh, he also thinks that he won't do this experiment again, but ultimately he learned a lot about himself and he will bring that into future relationships. Dr. Pepper gives Alyssa some advice and the advice is to not have such a long list or such a strict list and maybe if she shortens up a little bit of that. She'll have a shot at hell of being with somebody, but I'm thinking not. So Mark and Lindsay go next and Dr. Viviana asks them, really Lindsay, like what was the point of no return for her? So Lindsay says that it was seven days after decision day, which also happened to be her birthday. All she requested from Mark was that she get some dinner and a massage. But when it came down to her birthday, he was like, well, um, I'm going to have to give you a rain check, like an IOU, right? 
So they had just come off of like seven days of, of uh, renovating his grandmother's house. So she's exhausted, right? So she says two weeks go by. She asks Mark, what about that IOU? And he's like, well, I feel like the moment's passed. <laughs> and so she's like, well, she basically just disappointed that he did not deliver on his promise, right? Then she talks again about how on the day that she moved in, he started mentioning that she didn't actually have any rights to the apartment and how devastating that was for her because she had wanted to keep her place, but he was insistent that he wanted to keep the family of their cats all together. And then he broke up with her on the same day that her grandmother died. Mark says he was doing everything he could to get the place ready because it wasn't enough. It wasn't up to Lindsay's standards, but the issue for him is that there were too many threats being made And it ruined everything for him. So then Mark says that they got into a fight because he wanted to go back to work, to his old job, which um, she didn't like because she didn't like the people he worked with, the location, whatever. And so Lindsay threatened divorce and he just felt like that was an extreme reaction to him being like, I want to go back to work. Right? (laughs) So Lindsay says... That a week after they moved into the apartment, Mark said that he wanted to go back to his job, but that also he didn't want to live in that apartment because it was too far of a commute. Also, he wanted to go back to doing his split shifts, which is going to be like, you know, it's an undesirable um, schedule for, you know, a couple that wants to be together as much as possible. Right. So then she goes on to say that, Lindsay tells Mark she doesn't want to move again because they just did. And he was like, well, you don't actually have any rights to this place. And um, if he left, she would have to go as well. And she just felt like he dumped her into the situation. And it was worse because she know he knows that she has all these mommy issues. Mark's like, I would never like, I don't care who you are and how bad I hate you. I would never just dump somebody on the street and says that Lindsay actually lived at that apartment for three months after the fact, after they broke up and she could have stayed there for another five months. If she wanted to, there was nothing he could have done about it. So then pastor Cal cuts both of them off and is like, you know, what I'm seeing is that neither of you guys respect each other anymore. And that you both had a hand at destroying this marriage. (sighs) Um, Was Mark, like, great? No, but I also feel like Mark was reacting to Lindsay's poor behavior. And were those reactions great? But no. Were they great? No. But, like, also, like, we all saw how Lindsay was treating him. And especially, like, definitely seeing the things that he said, she said about him behind his back. He could have been a lot worse to her, frankly. And honestly, what I'm recalling and what we're all going to remember from the situation or their relationship is Lindsay, like, constantly poking and prodding him, both literally with her fingers, but also psychologically and emotionally. And I don't ever really understand what Pastor Cal is saying, but especially then, it was a standout moment of, like, what? For me. Anyway. Um, Did you guys know that next season they're going to be doing... Two, they're going to be having two new experts. One, uh, Devon Franklin, and the other person uh, whose name escapes me. I believe it's a woman. Uh, apparently, Dr. Viviana's not coming back because she's, I'm assuming, got a spinoff. And uh, um, 
if you guys don't know who Defon Franklin is, I don't really, I mean, he married Megan Good, who's an actress, and they got, they were married for 10 years. I think they got together in like 20, they got married in 2012, but their big thing leading up to their marriage was like, cause he's a pastor, um, was we don't want to have sex prior to our wedding. But it's like, she's got a kid, you know, like <laughs> do whatever you want. And if you guys feel like you want to be abstinent, fine, but let's not act like you guys are virgins. She's like I said, both of you had been married before. I'm pretty sure she had a child from a previous marriage. Like, what is that going to do? What is that going to do? And and now he's divorced. So did that help? Probably not. So I don't care about him. I'm feeling like we're getting Pastor Cal 2.0 and I don't, mm, not excited about it. Not excited at all. Mark then talks about how Lindsay is the biggest bully that he's ever experienced again. And he just didn't like all the threats of violence that she would put on him. And when Dr. Viviana asks Lindsay if she agrees with that, Lindsay says that she just went into fight or flight mode. (laughs) Okay. Dr. Pepper tells Lindsay that she would really like for her to work on not lashing out when she feels hurt. And basically she tells Mark that even though she knows that deep down, Mark felt gratitude for all the things that Lindsay was doing for him and all the help that she gave. He maybe also didn't communicate that what right. And like pour into Lindsay, which listen, I mean, she had been saying that, like, I feel like you don't appreciate me. And I think that there probably can be an ounce of truth to that. But I can also understand, like, how he's not, like, going to necessarily be gushing over somebody when he doesn't know if she's going to be, like, screaming at him or, like, trying to put him in a headlock. You know, that's just a lot to put on somebody. Like, even her laughter isn't something to exactly calm one down. Puts me on edge. The dolphin of it all? Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Girl, girl, I can't. So <laughs> Lindsay really um, behaved very poorly. She really came off very bad in this reunion. So Mark has been trying to keep it together this whole time. So Pastor Cal asks Mark, like, what are you feeling right now? Lindsay didn't realize that his eyes had been welling up with tears for uh, several minutes. And when she finally looks over him at him and realizes it, all she does is roll her eyes and be like, oh, come on. 
The Mark says, you know, I just am getting upset because I hate reliving the situation because the whole thing was really traumatic for me. And Pastor Cal asks Lindsay how she's feeling about Mark's emotions. And she's like, if I can be honest. And Dr. Vivian's like, no, 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 no. I don't know if you need to be really that honest. Um, maybe we can reframe that. Maybe, you know, you're not really tactful. So I don't know if we need like Lindsay's honesty. Um so, <laughs> so then Lindsay says, well, I just don't feel like Mark is being genuine. And Dr. Viviana says, okay, exactly. Here we go. One more dig. Lindsay says, I just don't have compassion for his tears because I don't feel like they're sincere. And so Pastor Cal tells Lindsay, clearly you don't respect Mark, but that doesn't mean that you can't have empathy for him. And Dr. Viviana tells both of them, like, I actually feel like you guys are very similar and the fact that you hate each other so much probably says more about yourselves than anything else. <laughs> it's like, damn, Viviana. <laughs> she was so sick of Lindsay and so was Dr. Pepper. And I really, really was here for it. So Dr. Pepper asks them what it is they're going to be taking from their relationship. And Mark says, well, if I'm ever in a relationship where I have to speak up for myself, I'm going to do it sooner rather than later because the longer I wait, the harder it gets. Like toothpaste out of the tube. Like I can't keep doing that. I'm going to set my boundaries immediately. So we finally end with the entire cast back together and they talk about how they're all friends now, blah, blah, blah. But then we quickly move to the fight between Lindsay and Elijah on at the airport about him speaking Spanish so he can be authentic to the culture. The first thing I notice in that flashback when they're in that fight in the sprinter is that Lindsay had her hair in a ponytail and like this has nothing to do with anything. I mean, it does. It is. But she looked 15 years younger. Uh, how old is Lindsay? How old is Lindsay supposed to be? Because, like, is she... She can honestly be 45. I don't understand, like, <laughs> why she continuously dresses in the matron of honor, maid of honor, mother of the bride section. I I need her to find another hair. The flip is really setting me off. She looks like Gidget. Anyway, um, so... What happens after that? Sorry. Um, Elijah Wan says that it was in that moment that he and Lindsay realized that they're both balls of fire and that they need to recognize what each other's limits are so that they don't burst into a flames. And he also keeps talking about how, excuse me, Lindsay starts talking about how she knew that from day one, she and Elijah Wan would get along and they'd had fun because they're both rough around the edges and, Elijah giving her nothing. So Elijah Wan, Kevin asks Elijah if he feels like he had an understanding of Lindsay's boundaries. And he's like, yeah, I mean, I feel like we had a one-on-one and we, we got it. But again, I'm not feeling like he likes her as much as she likes him. Then he says that he gave Mark and Lindsay a lot of advice over the course of their relationship because he understood that they're both like fiery people and everybody agrees like, yeah, you kind of were the expert for their relationship. And, you know, I think that explains a lot as to where Mark and Lindsay are today. Doesn't it? Then we see never before seen footage of uh, Elijah one at the honeymoon. 
He's doing a like on the beach interview with one of the producers, and the producer asks Elijah Wan what his wife name it wife's name is, and he goes Janita, like with all the confidence in the world. And then, because clearly the producer's like behind the camera, like mm, no, and he goes Jeanette, Jeanette. It's definitely Jeanette. So the producer's like, so your wife's name is Jeanette, and he's like, oh no no, Canette, Canette. Canet. <laughs> so then the producer's like, Elijah Wan, your wife's name is Katina. And he's like, yes, yes, her name is Katina. And I'm very proud to be married to my wife, Katina. So then in real time, Kevin asks Katina if she knew that he didn't know her name. She's like, no, first time I'm getting this information. But actually, in hindsight, it does make sense because he kept calling me wife. Wife. Oh, God god help us so finally we get what i've been waiting for most of you guys i think have been waiting for which is mark's reaction to Lindsay going the fuck in and talking shit about him specifically at that bowling night she goes behind the bathroom door to talk to the producers and let's just like take a little walk down memory lane and reflect on what it is that Lindsay said exactly right because i wrote it down she says I think I'm done because my husband's a fucking idiot. I hate my husband. I'm sick of dealing with his bullshit. He's a pathetic fucking loser. <laughs> Tell me another wife that would do this shit. The least you can do is make me come. For real. Like, all I need is an orgasm. Have fun living in your roach-infested fucking apartment with your fucking income. I'm going to go back to South Boston with my good life and have fun. I don't need you. <laughs> brutal absolute savage behavior unreal so kevin goes um lindsay do you think you went too far (laughs) you think and lindsay's like yeah definitely like i feel bad about my delivery of things i you know i was feeling that and i think i probably could have used kinder words and a kinder message so Kevin asked Lindsay, um, are you working on not being a total see you next Tuesday? I mean, that's not what he said, but you know, you know, <laughs> and she's like, yeah, no, I, I'm definitely working on that. Um, but then she says, Kevin says to Lindsay that you're really quick to be like, I'm done. I want a divorce. I'm out. And you also think of the meanest possible things that you could say about Mark. And Lizzie's like, well, I didn't say that to his face. I just kind of wanted to bitch to myself in a corner. But Kevin's like, yeah, but you were bitching to other people about it. And that's kind of the problem, right? Mark says that he feels really bad about what he just watched. And that she basically needs to say sorry. And Mark's like, you said you're sorry, but like it didn't feel that way. Um, because when people feel or when Lindsay, I know when you feel bad about something, you say it right away and you, you're not doing that right now. Um, so Kevin tells Lindsay, I th- really think that you should probably apologize to Mark because you're sitting right next to him and she like hesitates for a beat and then she looks over at Elijah Wan, and Elijah Wan's like, this is what we're talking about, Lindsay, like with the accountability, now's your chance. So she takes what seems like hours 
And then turns to Mark. She's like, you know, I'm sorry I hurt your feelings. I'm sorry I got angry so quickly. And I can't take it back because that's what I said. Well, Steve asked Mark, is there anything else that you need an apology for? Because this is like your moment. You should speak up. You might not have this opportunity again. And Mark's like, you know, I'm I'm good. So Kevin Point Blake asked Lindsay, did you spit on Mark? And she's like, no, no. Um, maybe I said I wanted to spit, but there was no spit to spit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> do you not have like, are you Prince Andrew who doesn't sweat? Like, are you not capable? Do you not have salivary glands? Like, what do you mean? You can always spit. You can always spit. Kevin tries to get Lindsay to own up to it. And she's like, yeah, I mean, I can understand why that would hurt them. But then Elijah Wan tells Lindsay, no, like, you really need to own up to that because this is making you look bad. Like, you're sitting here. Um, nobody believes you that you didn't spit on him. And, like, do you really want to get off the stage and, like, come off like that to all of America, right? And she's like, you know... No, he, then he's sorry. Then Elijah Wan tells Lindsay, like, you don't owe Mark anything because you're not in a relationship with him, but you do owe him an apology if you did that or even if Mark is just hurt by it. And she finally tells Mark that she's sorry that that fight got to a, a volatile level and she's sorry if in that conversation that spit landed on him because that's really disrespectful. <laughs> Mark says that what that's what hurt him the most is spitting because he still remembers it like it was yesterday. So Kevin just says to Lindsay, like, at the end of the day, it's just about you apologizing, okay? All right, we're done. Let's watch a wacky clip of you guys doing some intimate stuff, okay? So then we have to watch this, like, whole montage of bloopers and um, them doing the trust exercises that the experts gave them. Honestly, I do not care. Was anything said no. All clips that we already saw. So then Kevin gets into the viewer questions and it was so disjointed and odd because they threw these like very softball things that like, uh, Elijah Wan, why don't you explain that stain on your, um, boxer briefs? And he's like, oh, well, it was just a stain because I had a pen in my pants and the pen exploded, blah, blah, blah. I didn't realize. Okay. Um, Steve, let's talk about your obsession with LED lights. <laughs> what? Okay. He explains that he's got LED lights in his car, which is about the most dorky thing I've ever heard. But then Kevin's like, Mark, why don't you explain why is it that you had sex with Lindsay, even though you weren't into her and then reneged on it after? And it's like, whoa. <laughs> I just felt like did something did Mark do something to producers because why are they like oh let's talk about your boxer briefs Elijah one like all the shit that he did and we're just like tee hee heeing about his boxer briefs but then they're like um hey why did you uh basically manipulate your wife into having sex <laughs> I'm like damn was there another tweet that we could go through this is deep this is real deep I was so thrown off I don't even know what he said honestly that was really like the last relevant thing to talk about. Like I said, it ended with a thing of bloopers. Truth be told, I was cutting my nails after that. <laughs> I didn't see anything we're talking about. Um, I think uh, at one point I saw Elijah doing squats while Katina was on her his back. 
that's it. (laughs) So thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for hanging out with me. If you guys only listen to Married at First Sight, if you're able to head on over to Apple Podcasts and give me a five-star review, I would very, very much appreciate it. I don't know if this is going to be the end of the road for us, you guys. I don't know. Hopefully you'll check out some more episodes if you don't. Um, We'll see. We're all on this journey together. Or maybe not. I might be hopping off. But (laughs) thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for speaking. Love you.